What's up, guys? This is Jared, and you're listening to the Live Well, Lead Well podcast. Hey guys, welcome to episode eight of the Live Well, Lead Well podcast and YouTube show. Um, if you didn't check out episode seven yet, make sure that you go back and do so. Um, what we're trying to do is basically every other episode interview someone that I believe to be a master in their field of uh, whether it's wellness or leadership and kind of pick their brain and uh, sort of expand the value of this show by teaching you guys what they know. And so on the last show we had Pastor Drew from Celebration Church and we talked about from the business world to ministry and what that looks like. So make sure you check out episode seven. Um, But this is episode eight and uh, I'm pretty excited about this episode. The title and what we're gonna be talking about in this episode is three steps to establishing yourself as a leader. And so the reason why I like this episode is one, I wrote the notes and two, um, there's probably gonna be more than two things, but two, you know, this is designed to be a leadership podcast, but under the notion that I know that I don't know everything about leadership, but I'm, I'm learning more and more as time goes on, right? And so what I like to do is teach people what I do know. And so uh, this episode wasn't designed necessarily to be a platform of learning for high level corporate leaders or people over bigger companies than mine, because I probably can't teach those people um, how to necessarily level up like I can teach newer level leaders or people that are aspiring to be leaders. Those are kind of my, my target audience. And so if that's you, you should probably gain a lot of value from this. Um, I decided that before I go on to continue to teach leadership principles, I'd like to start with three steps to establishing yourself as a leader. Um, there, you know, leadership and entrepreneurship these days is sort of uh, really polished and it's kind of sexy right now to be a leader or an entrepreneur, so it's misleading. Um, people are calling themselves that, and I think that far before you call yourself that, you need to learn what that really looks like, and that's what this episode is all about. So we're gonna get into um, the body of the show. Um, Now there's gonna be an underlying message throughout each step, each of the three steps, and that's gonna be three things. Um, I'm sorry, there's two things. The first thing is servanthood. So you've got to understand that far before you become a leader, and during your leadership and maybe after retirement, you're gonna serve people. And that's sort of the foundation of leadership. We're not gonna talk too much about what that looks like practically. But the second thing is humility. And servanthood and humility can't necessarily be taught. They can be gained through self-awareness, but that's not what I'm going to teach on today. Um, So the first thing is, the first step is learn the work. John F. Kennedy said, leadership and learning are indispensable to each other. And I think that's so valuable to what you may be trying to do and what, that I, what I do every single day. So um, what does learning the work look like practically? I wrote down a couple things. First, it could, it could mean traditionally going to a university or a trade school, right? Like if you, if you want to be in the marketing field um, and if it's feasible for you in this season of your life, maybe going to a university and doing a marketing degree would make sense. Um, I support college, I support further education. Do I think that it's the end all be all? No, do I think that it might be the wrong route for some people? Yes, but so for some of you that might look like going to a university or maybe changing your major to what you're passionate about um, or going to a trade school to learn practically what that 
that field looks like for you. Another thing is hands-on experience in the field, right? So before you become a, a leader, you have to be a learner, right? So that means getting into the, the world of, for me, what that looked like 10 years ago, um, because you have to understand, I never thought, or like 10 years ago, I didn't say, I want to lead an organization. I just said, I want to work in the gym. Like that, that was literally my aspiration. I wanted to make good money and I wanted to work in a cool place that I was passionate about and that I enjoyed. So my first steps 10 years ago was get a job at a gym. And what I didn't realize I was doing is I was getting hands-on experience in the field that God would keep me in and propel me forward over the last 10 years. So the second practical step is getting hands-on in your field. The third thing is extracurricular studies. And so what I mean by that is that if you're in a job right now that may not be where you plan to be three to five years from now because you know you're passionate about leading maybe a different industry, but you're not able to go there just yet, spend your free time learning about what you're passionate about. And so again, for me, what that looked like um, is I was a, a sales manager at a, a large corporate gym for a long time, but I was more passionate about results personal training and nutrition. So while I was working and while I was in school, I was also studying to be a NASM certified personal trainer and then going on to studying to be a nutrition specialist and then going on to studying other things throughout time over the past 10 years to accumulate knowledge, not necessarily a plaque to put on my wall, but knowledge. So extracurricular studies. Um, and then self-teach, right? Because Sometimes your environment directly isn't going to be a group of people that can teach you what you want to know in terms of how you want to lead later on. So learn how to self-teach yourself certain traits or abilities or characteristics over time. And I'm pretty young myself, but 10 years ago it was a lot harder and I guarantee you older people watching this are really gonna empathize. But these days you can literally Google anything. You can learn anything. Now, Hands-on experience is always going to trump what you can read on a 10-step blog or from a podcast like this, um, but you have so much information at the disposal of your, your cell phone or your laptop or your tablet right now, so self-teach. Um, another thing is apprenticeship or internship. This isn't for everybody, right, because some apprenticeships or internships are unpaid, but there's a lot of value in, again, humbling yourself and saying, hey, can I come alongside of you and your organization or your staff and literally like work for free or at a low wage um, to learn what you guys do. So again, just kind of, because I love marketing, going back to like marketing, if that's something you're passionate about right now but you're not working in that field, to build your resume, most times people aren't gonna hire you with no experience. An internship is always a valuable way of gaining that experience without assuming you deserve a high salary role. Um, and the last thing, and this could be the most important, is asking for help. So um, what that means is that maybe this is for the people that are in the field, right? So for example, when I worked at the gyms and, and I did sales, but I knew I wanted to train, I knew I wanted to manage, I knew I wanted to oversee the operations long-term, I asked for help from everyone in every department because my end game getting into the fitness industry was at that time to be a general manager, which meant I had to manage the kids club. I gotta manage training. I gotta manage the staff over the pool, you know, lifeguards, I gotta manage sales, which is what I was really good at, but I also have to manage marketing implementation, front desk operation. So what I would do is I would ask for help from all of those places so I could learn what it looks like to do all of those things so that way I could be a, a 
valuable leader as a general manager over all those departments despite my lack of experience in the kids club or at the smoothie bar and so on and so forth. Um, so the last thing about learning the work is asking for help. The second step is do the work, right? So long before people come to you to lead them, you need to learn how to lead yourself, right? So it's kind of a long quote, but I like it. It's Robin Sharma. Uh, who wrote the book The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari, which is a really interesting book. You should check it out if you've never heard about it. Um, he also wrote The, uh, the Leader Who Had No Title. Um, so Robin Sharma wrote, leadership is not about a title or designation. It's about impact, influence, and inspiration. Impact involves getting results. Influence is about spreading the passion you have for your work, and you have to inspire teammates and customers. So I love that quote. I know it's a little long-winded. Um, so the second step is do the work. Practically, what does that look like? The first thing is be the first one in and the last one out when it counts, right? So there is a such thing as overwork uh, or being overworked. There's a, there is a such thing as burnout, right? So I'm not talking about those things. I think that um, those things get taken out of context. A lot of really great entrepreneurs and leaders right now are talking about doing the work and it's very valuable because for the most part we live in a, uh, an economy of entitled people, right? So um, be the first one in and the last one out when it counts. And I don't know what that looks like for you, but you should probably understand what that looks like. Um, you're the only one who knows when you're leaving too early in the day or when you're checking out too early you're the one who really knows when you're late. So again, the first thing is be the first one in and the last one out when it counts. Uh, the second thing practically when it comes to doing the work is nothing is too small for you right now. And so the audience that I'm sort of speaking to is people that aspire to be leaders or are trying to um, establish themselves as leaders wherever they're at right now. And so nothing is too small for you right now. Later on, we'll continue to talk about this and developing as a leader. You will learn to delegate roles, but that's not what this particular show is about. Um, so if you're establishing yourself as a leader, do whatever it takes, um, short of sin, to reach your goals, right? Now, later on, again, if you're a high-level leader, delegation is important, but we'll talk about that later. Not that anything will become too small, but you will have other responsibilities that are more important, which again is a whole other topic. Um, another thing for doing the work is quality over quantity, right? I'm huge on to-do lists. Personally, I'm huge on calendars and scheduling and getting a lot done, but you can get a lot done without doing anything important, okay? I'll, I'll say that again. You can get a lot done without doing anything important. And again, this you kind of know what this means for you, but quality over quantity is important in doing the work because you could spend a day doing one thing that could impact more people versus spending that same day doing 20 things that only make you feel good about your schedule. Um, so quality over quantity. Now what the doing the work is going to do for you, um, so step two is gonna allow you to gain two key characteristics. The first one is confidence. So confidence is often misunderstood as pride and we're not talking about pride. Confidence is self-assurance in your field or on your platform or in your organization, right? So doing the work after learning the work is gonna allow you to gain confidence. The second thing is it's gonna allow you to gain competence. And competence 
is the ability to do something successfully or efficiently. So you're gonna gain confidence and competence by doing the work. The third step and the last step, and this is the shortest one, um, but probably the most important in time, is teach others what you know. So teach the work. Um, everyone's heard this quote and I love it, so I think it's pretty appropriate. Give a man a fish and you feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. Uh, I tried to look up who said that. There's like a million people who said it. It's like an old Chinese proverb. You know, everyone, now I've said it, so you can quote me. So good leadership is about educating and empowering others um, to be as effective as you are or as effective as you think you are. Okay, so being a good leader is about educating and empowering others to do what you do, possibly better than you do it. Um, so step three will allow you to show, um, step three will allow you to show people what we gained in step two, and that's your confidence and your competence. Practically, what does that look like? A couple things. In order to teach what you know, you need to master time management. Why? Because when you're teaching people what you know, you still have a job to do. You're not a full-time teacher right now. You're, you're still a full-time leader, which means that aside from teaching people, you still have work to do. So that means that you have twice the amount of work when it goes from learning the work and doing the work. Now you're teaching others. So you need to learn how to manage your time so that way you don't get bad at what you do in order to teach others how to do it as well. Okay, so time management is a huge factor and we're gonna talk more about that in a later show. Another thing is ask good questions. So teaching others has a lot to do with finding out what they actually know, right? So, and what that means is that when, when, when I go to teach something to somebody, there could be a five-step process to teaching a role, but they might already know the first two steps throughout that process. Now I could make the assumption that they don't know anything and risk offending them, or I could ask them a series of questions to define their uh, competency in that field, right? So if I find out by asking good questions that they know step one and two, it saves us both time, it puts me at less of a risk of offending anybody, and then I get to teach them steps three, four, and five. So ask good questions, and ask a lot of questions, um, because you're gonna find out more about your people you're gonna find out what you need to teach, and then you're gonna end up learning a lot more along the way. So ask good questions. Another thing is be patient. And patience is defined as a virtue, which means that it's not a characteristic that we're born with, right? So this is where I fail a lot, um, and you might too, uh, especially with being a time manager. Um, but being patient is one of the most important things when it comes to teaching others, because you know, God has gifted each and every one of us with a certain level of competence in different areas. He has taught us different things over time. We all have different life experiences that have made us better at some things and completely incompetent at others. Um, and that's not necessarily our fault. It's our upbringing. It's what we've chosen to learn about, right? And so um, lack of patience makes people uncomfortable um, and it disables their ability to learn at the rate that you'd like. So. Learn to be patient, and again, that it's a virtue. So it's something you work on personally every single day. Third thing is be patient. Um, and the last thing in step three, which is teaching others, is show your appreciation. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So step one, learn the work. 
Step two, do the work. Step three, teach others what you know and show them appreciation throughout the whole process. It's gonna be a lot easier to teach people what you know when they know how much you care about why you're teaching them in the first place. So I hope this added value to you. I hope you learned some things. I really hope that you took notes if you were watching this or listening to this, unless you're driving and listening to the podcast, please don't take notes. Um, if you have any questions, please feel free to leave them in the comment section of the YouTube show. I don't think you can comment on the podcast, but you can shoot me a message on Facebook or Instagram uh, or email us. And we'd love to love to answer your questions and maybe expand on whatever it is that you'd like to learn about. So also, please feel free to share this, subscribe to the show uh, and leave us a review on iTunes. We really, really appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed the show. I hope this added value to your work and to your life as a leader. Um, thanks again and have an awesome day. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Live Well, Lead Well podcast today. I hope that the show has served you in some way. And if you enjoyed it, please make sure to leave a comment, uh, click the button to subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with some of your friends that you think it might help. Until next time, have an awesome day.